right, here we go. Sarah here. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. First and foremost, I want to apologize to you. I missed an episode on Thursday. It has been just a crazy couple of weeks right now. I know many of you know this, but right now I'm on a a retreat uh, in the British Virgin Islands with my coach, Carrie Ford, as well as Lauren Zoller, who is running this retreat. And I, I don't know how I'm ever going to possibly articulate how incredible this trip was, how incredible this island is, how incredible the women have been here. Like I have so much to share with you and talk to you about and to process, right? Like we're still uh, in the midst of it. And it's funny, I was trying to record this because of course I'm last minute as always, which I feel like I'm going to stop apologizing for because I really do like kind of being in the moment and sharing with you the downloads that are coming up when they're coming up. But I went to record the podcast episode in my room. And I shouldn't say room, like my tree house. I'll share it on Insta story so that you can see it. It's incredible, the room that I'm staying in. But the air conditioner was pretty loud. And so I'm like, shit, how am I going to record this podcast? And all of a sudden, I was just going to the uh, island. The Insta- Their Instagram handle is Ariel BVI, if you want to take a look at just the incredible property that we're staying at. But all of a sudden, I'm like, there's, I see and I notice that there is a podcast studio here. And I'm like, of course there is. Like, why wouldn't there be a podcast studio here? And so they just came and opened it for me. So I'm in here now. I'm literally holding my microphone because I didn't bring the stand for some reason. But I wanted to get it done for you. And I wanted to talk to you. And I wanted to share with you one of the key kind of things that came up for me today. And more so than it came than it coming up for me something that I feel like you need to hear and you need to feel in your heart. And again, I have lots and lots more to say, but this is the key thing that's coming through today. So uh, earlier today, we had a session and Lauren and Carrie brought in a guest speaker, Christy Christensen, who was phenomenal. She walked us through and talked us through a bunch of different breathing exercises and educated us about the chakra, specifically talking about the throat chakra and owning your authentic voice and all of these kinds of things. And we were doing these movements and breathing exercises and, you know, looking like a bunch of crazy people in the, in the very best way. And one thing, well, let's say this way two big things that were connected came up for me. And again, this is what I want to share with you. The first thing is number one, we're at this retreat and there are, I think like 15 of us, maybe like 12 of us. I forget the exact number, but there are a good chunk of women in this group and all successful women, right? Millionaires, super, super successful doctors. Like this is not a group of slackers, right? This is a group of powerful women. This is a group of leaders. And Christy was bringing us through one of the exercises and she said, we're going to do this breathing exercise. And I was like, I guess we were like humming or doing some sort of sound at the end. I don't remember what one it was exactly, but she said, we're going to do it three times. So she said one and everyone did it. And she said two and everybody did it. And all of us sat there waiting for her to say three and essentially like do it herself so that we could lead. And it just struck me as such a funny moment that all of us, again, powerful women, we were sitting there waiting for permission to do the thing that we knew we were supposed to do. Like this was not like the first thing we had done. We had been doing it for like a half hour at that point. It was just that she said the three times on this particular exercise. And it was so funny again to watch us, especially in a thing where we had just talked about owning your authentic voice and giving yourself permission to do that. All of us were still sitting there waiting for permission. And the other part of it was, you know, minutes later, 
we were doing these arm exercises and I'm sure there's a name for them, but I do not know the name, but basically like making wings with your arms, but like in a really powerful way and like shooting your arms out, like from your heart, shooting them out, shooting them out. And I can't exactly, again, describe it, but trust me, it was powerful. And so we're doing that. And the thing that kept coming through to me, for me, I mean, over the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, and especially being here was this powerful reminder about how much what I do, what I'm doing, what I want to do is not about me. It's just not about me. It is so easy for me, especially as somebody who is well-versed in strategy and who has a successful business. And obviously I've put the money, you know, I don't think I've put the money first, but the money has been a really big part of me being an entrepreneur for a really long time now. And so you know, I don't think a day goes by that I'm not in this mindset of like, what's the next step? What's the next strategy? What do we need to do to get to the next level? And it's so, while, while I do think I do a really good job of being purposeful and caring about my people, it still is coming from so often this place of ego and coming from this place of, again, me building a business. And I'm not even making myself wrong for that. I don't think I'm wrong to, you know, worry about my business. Like that doesn't make me wrong or, or that make me a bad person, any of those kind of things. But when it comes down to it, I want so badly to help you own your voice, for you to get unburied, essentially, right, from the stories, from the limiting beliefs, from the struggles, from the stresses that keep you stuck in your business, stuck in your life. I feel as though I've gone through, again, so many years of... I want I was about to say self-hatred and I'm not quite comfortable using that term yet because that still feels a little bit extreme but just the years that I spent so insecure about every word out of my mouth so insecure about my body so feeling unworthy of the love and the friendships all of it that I actually desired and while I still have so far to go I feel like I ha I've made so much progress when it comes to like m owning my authentic voice, owning my truth, knowing that my truth is my truth, my experience is my experience, my feelings are my feelings, and I don't need anybody else to validate them, to justify them, to make them right. I've made so much progress in that area, and therefore I have so much to share with you and to help you heal through, to help you like shift and make progress on yourself. And it's so easy, again, to get into this place of like, well, how am I going to translate that into a program? How am I going to translate that into the next big launch? What are the steps for this? And it's not fucking about me. It's not about me. It's a it's for the woman who, again, is not giving herself permission to own what she wants, to speak her authentic voice, to speak her truth. We sit there and we talk about, you know, there are women here that have been through, you know, everything from hard divorces to sexual trauma to all of these really hard things. And we're all at different levels, right? Making different amounts of money. Some of us are moms. Some of us aren't. But we are all able to see each other when it comes to the ways in which we haven't fully allowed ourselves to be ourselves. 
because of, again, the stories and the limiting beliefs that not only ourselves, but our parents and society have, you know, put upon us our entire lives. And I feel like we're all in this process, them, me, and you, we're always all in this process of trying to dig our way through and kind of claw our way essentially to that most authentic version of ourselves. And, and I don't even like the, that I said clawing because it feels like it can be much gentler than that, although I have clawed for a really long time. It gets to be softer and it gets to be gentler and more compassionate than that. But the bottom line is that you, in this moment, you are probably focused on that next phase of your business, making more money, what are the right steps to do, should I show up here? What are these people going to think? Is this person going to you know, be upset if I stop working with them? All the things, all the fears, all the stories that we have on a day-to-day -day basis, they can cloud our judgment and they can cloud our purpose essentially and forget that our job is to show up for the woman who has given herself, or, or of course men and, and, and everyone, right? We're not just focused on women, but we're here to give permission to other people who haven't yet given it to themselves. And if that means that you're just a, an inch ahead of them, that's okay, right? I think, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like in the coaching space specifically, business coaching space, it's this, you know, I don't know, people put everyone on these like imaginary tiers. Like I make 50K a month, you make 100K a month. So this person's above me, this person's below me. I don't think anyone means to necessarily say it in this like malicious way, but I think it's just this natural feeling of like this person's ahead of me. I have to rise up to meet them or vice versa. And you know, this person's behind me. And again, being in this room, like I said, you've got doctors, you've got millionaires. And number one, somebody might have this area of life figured out and the other one might have another area of life that they're, they're trying to figure out and then they both have the opposite struggles. There's so much that we can take from one another regardless of, again, where we are in our businesses in the black and white sense of the money making. There's so much to learn from one another when it comes to, again, our truth and like what we've been through. But more than that, I think it's, again, just such a good representation of the fact that if we these women who have paid, you know, five figures to be on this private island, part of this experience, we've made money in our businesses, we're accomplished, we're powerful, all of us. And the permission piece, that example that I gave you, but also so many other things that happened, if we're struggling with that permission piece and we're struggling to speak up without that permission, without being allowed to, without being validated, how much more work is there to do for all of us, how much more work do we need to put in to free essentially the other people who have not yet been enlightened or again, given permission to shine, given permission to fully, fully, fully own what they wanna say and what their truth is and what their mission is. Because I know that such a big part of my business is, or at least the way that I've said it for years is I want to help women build successful businesses. And that's absolutely positively true. That's that's never going to go away, I don't think. But the other pieces that have become really important to me now are, number one, I feel as though my business, even though I never imagined that would be the case, my business has been the thing, the vehicle that has allowed me to step further into who I've always known I could be 
in every single way. And again, that doesn't mean I don't still have, you know, plenty of steps to go, but I definitely feel the farthest along that I ever have, right? I feel better in my skin than I ever, ever, ever have before. And so I want to help that woman who is struggling as well, like sure she's building her business, but maybe she's lost herself in the process or maybe she never found herself in the first place. And she wants to use the money that she makes, right, as an entrepreneur to give her the freedom to allow her to get to a place where she can invest in healing, invest in herself, and again, get herself to a place where she can become who she's always wanted to be in the first place. And maybe that means the person who, you know, works only a couple days a week, or it's the person who travels the world. Like her, again, being who she's always wanted to be, that feels like the most important thing to me. And I think it has such a ripple effect because happy people, fulfilled people, people who are comfortable and are joyful in their own skin, they cause a lot less pain, right? They cause a lot less pain to other people. And I think in a, it sounds really cheesy, but like what a better world that would be if that was the case for more and more and more of us, right? And then the other part of that that I want to say is that I don't think I've ever said it this way before, but it's a similar point. But one of my driving, you know, like motivations, if you will, is normalizing what so many of us are doing. Normalizing walking away from your marriage if it doesn't make you happy, even though that means it's going to be complicated and you're going to leave the house and you're going to leave the dog and it's going to be frustrating and scary for a year or two and you have no idea what's on the other side. I want to help normalize the walking away and struggling a little bit, if that's what's necessary, to get to everything that you were meant for. I want to normalize wealth. I want to normalize women feeling comfortable selling, women feeling comfortable talking about the fact that, yes, I make money. No, I'm not sorry for selling. Yes, I'm really proud of the business that I built. No, I'm not sorry for taking a vacation away from my kids because by filling my own cup that they get to be even happier children, right? Somebody said, one of the girls was saying here, she's like, this is the first time I've been away from my kids. And, you know, there's so much guilt. And I was just saying, I was like, do you realize how much better off like I would have been if my mom did that for herself? Right. Like for somebody to actually have like an outlet to like be herself instead of like taking the frustration out on the kids as so many do. Like it's this the norm now is to like glamorize. Oh, I do everything for my kids. Whereas like to me, I just want to normalize that like we come first. And yes, in a self, I was going to say not in a selfish way, but yes, it gets to be in a selfish way. But the ripple effect that that creates is not selfish. And truly, 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 again, that's what came up for me where I'm like, this is not about me. This is about the person who is not yet, again, come even close to giving herself permission to stepping into who she knows she could be, who she wants to be, walking away from what doesn't truly make her happy, what doesn't truly fulfill her. And when I think about programs, when I think about offers, when I sit there and I'm thinking about, you know, God, I got to write a chapter of the book. It's so easy for me to sit there and be like, oh, I have to do this, right? It feels like a chore. It feels like I want to rebel against it because it feels like I've been working for so long. And just this very simple but conscious reminder of it's not about me at all. And it's about the permission that I was like, this is my calling. Like, this is my calling. I was put here to do this. And it's not about it being actual work as much as like, this is the work that I've been called to do, right? And so... I just wanted to leave you with that today because I want as much as possible for, of course, you to step into your calling, 
for you to give yourself permission to do that and share in a way that feels true and authentic to you. And also in the process for you to continue to give permission to other people as well. Because again, it sounds really cheesy, but I deeply, deeply, deeply believe that this is some of the most important work we could possibly do when it comes to the grand scheme of the world. And we're a little, what's the expression? Like a little spoke in a big wheel here, but it's not nothing. And being happy is not nothing. Being being fulfilled and being cared for and feeling safe more than anything is probably the most important thing in the world. And nobody is better off when any of us play small and don't claim it. Nobody is better off when we don't claim the permission that we could have because we're scared. Okay. So I will be back, not on an island, uh, next episode. And I will share, I'm sure, lots and lots and lots of things with you from this trip because uh, I, I mean... I have no words. Like I, I, everyone, everyone that has texted me or that anyone that I've talked to, I'm like, it's insane. I, I, I don't even know a word outside of it. It's insane. Not only the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place that we're staying, but the story behind this island, the story behind why this, I don't even know what to call it, castle? Like why this, this uh, building, ex- their buildings. So yeah, I don't know what to call it, compound, why it exists. Uh, Brittany, who is the founder of Ariel, like why she did it, how she started. She bought this island, I think at 26 years old, 26 or 27. And it's a really incredible and inspiring story. And I just can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait to create experiences like this for you because I feel like, um, you know, so often, in situations like this, I walk away, and I'm, as I'm sure you have, you're not the same after an experience like this. And I certainly don't feel like I'm going to be the same after it either. And just this stepping up of leadership and the stepping up of my authentic voice, again, to help you and give you permission to do it as well, um, just feels front and center right now. And truly, I can't wait to share all of that with you. And so I hope this is helpful. And I'll talk to you soon.